0: welcome to a new episode of delirious nomads brought to you by Blacklight media records a weekly podcast hosted by yours truly celebrity chef chris santos i hate calling myself that an underground metal connoisseur matt bacon who loves being called that this is your new favorite podcast for all things heavy metal as well as breakdowns of your favorite combat sports and riffing on some food talk every week with very special guests from across the globe hello and welcome to the delirious nomads podcast uh i'm your host matt bacon Chris is not with us this week, unfortunately, but we do have a very good friend of mine and an incredible artist on the label Blacklight Media, which makes this whole podcast possible. Mark Gaffney, or Gaff, from Gozu. How
1: are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing good. Wonderful. You have a new album coming out. Tell us about it. We do. So the name of the album is Remedy. It was recorded at Wild Arctic with Dean Baltalonis. So he engineered, uh, recorded, and you know produced it, and then uh, Ryan Williams... Uh, mastered it for us um i think by far it's it's uh sonically the best album that we have done um we had our uh, single drop last month um tom cruise control which seems to be doing going really well and then we just had uh, our second single uh, drop clouds uh and, and the response you know has, has been super so, uh, so we're, everyone, we're really excited about it.
0: How do you think this record was an evolution on the previous work of Gozi? You said it was the best sounding record, but I feel like from a songwriting perspective, it's kind of taken a few leaps and bounds.
1: Yeah, I think um, when everything w- was kind of uh, kibosh with COVID, you know, I, I, I wrote a ton of tunes and so did Duck. And then, uh, you know, so this time when we went in, you know, we had, we had a, a lot of songs under our belt, so we were kind of able to choose which ones we wanted and which ones, you know, uh, you know we would keep. But I really think um, having, you know, Seth, uh, our new drummer in the band, that kind of reinvigorated us. He's one of those guys, he's incredibly uh, technical, but, a, but incredibly groovy. So I think, you know, uh, from the very first time we played, we were like, all right, boys, <laughs> this young guy's going to show us up, so we really need to step up our game. So I think you know he he really kind of breathed a uh, new life into us, and I think you know we we really, because you know what he was playing I, I think is 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 what the three of us have always heard in our head you know what I mean so I think you know writing was easier with him uh, recording was a lot easier he was so excited to do it his excitement really kind of rubbed off on us and, and I think you know the stuff that we wrote he had like some amazing ideas and and I think that you know that kind of you know got Joe going, got Doug going, got myself. So I, I think, you know, I found really kind of writing over what he was playing, and especially like lyrically, it was really, really easy to sing over, to be honest with you. He made really, from a vocal and a lyricist you know point, maybe kind of uh, really put forth like my best foot. And, and, I, and I think like, you know, vocally this is probably the best sounding album I've done. And I think really lyrically, too. You know, I wanted something that was catchy, you know, what I mean? like sing-along choruses and stuff. And so, you know, I, I think we were able to achieve that. Um, I think, you know, Doug's playing on this album is the best that he's done. Uh, he came in, you know, with a lot of things, kind of uh, knowing what he wanted to do, um, you know, knowing, you know, how many tracks and things like that. And I think by far, uh, rhythm-wise, with, with you know, Joe and Seth, it's by far the best-sounding and the tightest, uh, you know, album and, and songs that uh, you know that that we've done. It just you know it was one of those things where once we got in, you know, everything kind of worked itself out. I mean, it, it was it was actually a really really easy album to record. I, I think because we really would you know we shed these tunes, you know, what I mean we just played them and played them and played them. Drums were done in a day and a half. We started guitars on the second day. Usually, you know, what I mean, drums are taking the whole three days. You know, what I mean. So getting off on such a positive start, you know what I mean? There was nowhere to go but up. I think that, uh, and it was fun. You know what I mean? Everyone, uh, like, enjoyed it. You know, I I was having a discussion last night. This is really kind of one of those first albums when everyone was like, hey, you want to try this? Or, Or what about this? Where before, you know, I think sometimes we were a little, you know, inhibited, like, you know, you didn't want to get someone perturbed or something like that. So... I think this was the freest album that we recorded also. And it was fun. And, and I definitely think that that shows, you know, when someone is listening to it, you know what I mean? But but I think sonically it's huge. And and, and I think a lot of that is, you know, is because we knew what we wanted to do. But I also think Dean, you know, who, who uh, engineered and produced it, this is our third album with him. So he also knew like, okay, we're going to use this amp, you know what I mean? You know, and, and I'm going to run it through these two amps, through these calves, even like regarding pedals and things. You know, I like, let's try this, and whatever one works, let's hammer it. So we had that, and then we also had sounds really kind of that we were all thinking that we really wanted to, to, to you know, make sure that it was evident on these. So everything just kind of clicked, you know what I mean? And uh, it just, instead of, like, messing stuff up, like, if we got that sound, right, let's, let's attack, let's go after it. So it, it was, yeah, it, it was, you know, the four of us and him really being like, okay, that's not a kill. Let's try this on top of it, you know? Or what do you guys think about trying this? There's definitely stuff on this album that we've never tried before. And I think, like, with the writing and stuff, too, you know, especially, like, you know, there's some definitely things I don't think we ever, you know, thought about doing before. You know, there's some stuff that, that is really, really, like, soul-influenced. You know, like, course you hit it, hit it. You know, so things like that, very, like, Isley Brother esque So it was just one of those things where, we felt free enough to try kind of whatever you know popped in our head, and it, you know, and luckily it worked. Um, so you know, it, it was it was uh, I don't know something, some all the stars aligned when we did this album. You know what I mean? And it just was uh, it's kind of one of those things where it was meant to be. You know, I, I really think Seth joining this band was meant to be. You know, what I mean, I think working with Dean. Um, I think another reason why it sounds so kill cool is, you know, I, I think Ryan. You know, mastering it did an amazing job. So, you know, everything just kind of fell in place. Like I I was completely in awe when he was like, Hey, mind if I master this Alan? I was like, <laughs> shit. you know, especially like Doug and Joe are huge Black Gallia fans. And uh, you know, so I think knowing that he was gonna have a hand in it too, really kind of upped everyone's playing, also, you know what I mean? Um, so it was one of those things where there's kind of respect, but there's also like you really want to make, you know, the, the label proud and things like that. And you want everyone that's working on it. So I you know, I, I think in this album we just we wanted to really just put forth the best, you know, like everything from drum wise, right? From from you know, from how we mix the album to to harmonies, you know what I mean, to layering to, to different melodies that we thought of. You know, we just wanted everyone that was involved to be proud of the album. And and hopefully we did that. I I think we did.
0: That's really cool. There's there's a lot in that answer. You know, so you're talking about Seth coming into the band and how that kind of changes the game a little bit. And I think it's interesting how that happens, how getting the right guy just makes you level up. So you were saying, he, you know, he came in with ideas and obviously he's the new guy. Did that feel natural when he started bringing in those ideas? Or was it, were you at first you were like, oh, wait, what? Before it sort of...
1: Completely natural. I think it's more to do with with the kind of, person he is he's all those guys if he's coming in he's thought about it you know what i mean and, and he's doing it for 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 the good of the song you know he's not doing it because of ego or anything like that he's all those guys if, if we were like just play a tambourine on the song he'd be like okay if that's gonna make the song sound better i'll just play a tambourine you know what i mean so his ideas were 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 great he would try everything which is great like i remember being like dude can you do like a circular pattern and each time like you know add a fill add a fill just think if we can do it, 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 it and the kid actually destroyed it. And we were like, Okay. So it it's it, the comfort level, you know, we we're just like, Oh, dude, can you try this? And he'd be like, Yeah, if it worked, great. If not, so be it. You know what I mean? But just that, you know, being able to just toss out ideas and someone just kind of running with it was amazing.
0: And it's cool because you hadn't played any shows with him by the time by the time you recorded.
1: We played one one show at uh, in Brooklyn. That's all.
0: Okay. There you go, yeah.
1: Yeah, the kid went from doing a show into the studio.
0: Which is a big leap.
1: That's a huge leap, man. Yeah, yeah. Because usually, you know, you, you want to, like, road test some stuff live. But it's like, okay, here we go. Are you ready? It's like, all right, we're going in. So, you know, it, it just it, it just shows, you know, when people are pro, they get it done. You know?
0: When they're pro, they're pro. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, you know, We were lucky to get them.
0: You and I have always kind of bonded over our non-metal listening.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: One of the things to me that's really special about Gozu is that you're kind of a stoner, heavy band, but your influences aren't really Kais. Your influences are like D'Angelo.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%.
0: What were you listening to going into this record?
1: Yeah. So I, I was listening to a plethora of things. Man, so I was listening to like a, a lot of Roxy music. Okay. You know, I was listening to a lot of Sly and the Family Stone, like a shit ton.
0: Oh, which is incredible.
1: Yeah, so I was, I was listening to like a lot of Sly, um, obviously D'Angelo, a lot of you know uh, Stevie Wonder, a lot of Curtis Mayfield, but then I was also listening to like a lot of the band, you know, harmonies and things like that. You know, songs like It Makes No Difference. A lot of like Neil Young also. I was listening to like a lot of Todd Rungren for for some reason, like a, a ton of Todd Rungren uh, before this album. A lot of Isley Brothers. I met him
0: once buying a hot dog outside of Madison Square Garden. It was very
1: weird. Oh, Todd Rugger? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know what? I, I I think because tunes like, you know, uh, Saw the Light and Can We Still Be Friends and, uh, you know, some of those, or, 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 you know, like deeper cuts, you know what I mean? Kind of the way that he would um, lay out his choruses are pretty amazing. But also... Um, you know, kind of some of the call responses, you know, that he does. For some reason, I just was way, way, way into, into what he was doing. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was anything that was like very soulful, and melodic. I was listening to all, you know, to that. But, uh, you know, I always go back to, yeah, like the D'Angelo, the Stevie Wonder. You know, I was listening to like a bunch of Crouchy Stills and Nash. Roxy music, I think, because. I love the way, like, that, you know, Ferry would always do shit like, oh, stuff like that, you know what I mean? Or, you know, like, on Slave to Love, uh, some of those harmonies, they're straight up, you know, like, so soul-inspired. So, you know, I was really looking for, you know, vocalists that that, that I love and, uh, and, and, and really thinking, like, okay, so why do I like these people, you know what I mean? And just really kind of, like, letting my mind kind of, like, getting those zones you know what i mean and just trying like different things i i think that um because uh, definitely being comfortable but this album i really wanted kind of those influences to to kind of shine um especially yeah a ton of the slime but then i also find myself listening to like a lot of alice and chains you know what i mean things like that and then you know, a ton of like like you know kind of to go back with the band like I really was thinking like how like like Bon, you know, Rick Danko and Richard Manuel, like they're one of my favorite bands by far. You know how they would meld all those voices together. So you know, I, I was very you know cognizant of that. So just really, I, I wanted things to be to have that 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 precise layering, but also you know to to have like a, a very you know humanesque feeling to them. But yeah, you know, it, it was. It's just one of those things where I just, I, I kind of, when I would drive, you know, to the studio, I just, the whole time would just be tunes. Just, I would literally just be like, okay. Just like have stuff kind of, not on a loop, you know what I mean? But but definitely, you know, I'd listen to like voodoo and then I'd listen to like uh, Intervisions Um, Then I'd listen to like dirt, you know what I mean? Then I would listen to like, you know, the big pink. I, I think this album, I listened to probably the most music I ever have.
0: interesting
1: you know definitely with like you know the vocal, you know vocalists that, that I'm way into
0: it's interesting how some of that is almost like a piece of COVID right like yeah for me I did so much listening during COVID where it was like oh I'm just gonna listen to every Louis Armstrong record it's not like I'm going anywhere yeah. for the next three months I'm gonna listen to every Miles Davis record same, you know, like I'm going on these deep dives and it sounds like you were kind of doing the same. You know, you were taking advantage
1: of that kind. Of- I just listened to me. That's all I did. Yeah. I would literally put my headphones on and just listen. You know what I mean? Like when I was working, I'd have tunes going. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, when I'd be working out and just be music. And it was always different stuff. Like, you know, literally. Oh, you know, I remember listening to Yab, You know what I mean? And then, like, right into, like, Talking Book, you know, by Stevie Wonder. You know, and then the next day, you know, it'd be, like, Almer Brothers into, like, Cypress Hill, you know what I mean? And then, and then the next day, well, I'd be listening to, like, Iron Maiden into, like, Stephen Stills' Change Partners. So I, I really, I just wanted to kind of immerse myself in in music during that time. Because you couldn't leave the house, you know what I mean? You couldn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? So why not? Like, yeah, I, man, I listened to so much music, holy Christ, like, I don't even know how many albums. It, 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 just a ton, you know. And I literally just, like, pop on Amazon Music and just hit, you know. I was listening to, like, a lot of early Genesis also. I, you know, I know what I like. Um, like
0: Nursery Crimes and stuff?
1: A little bit of that, you know, uh, like like uh, Fifth and Firth, you know, th- things kind of, you know. I really like the way that Gabriel and uh, Phil Collins, their voices would sound together. So that, that really gave me kind of like a kick in the, like, I love, like, you know especially when they sing like, like, I know what I like, you know what I mean? It's gotta be Ethel. So stuff like that. I was just like, ah, that really, because people forget like that shit is so soulful. You know what I mean? I know what I like. So I was listening to like a lot of that, you know, and, and uh, yeah. So anything I thought like that was, had like very intense melody in the harmonies, I was just really kind of just, you know, listening to as much stuff as is possible and and you know and, and i think that uh by doing that it just you know i've always listened to music 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 but i, I think the amount of stuff i listened to it it really kind of opened me up to try different things because there's a lot of stuff on remedy that, that you know i i just wanted to kind of try like on rambo and those choruses i don't really know where they came from they just somehow they just kind of channeled out of me <laughs> you know what i mean and i was like did i fucking do that so you know it, uh but it also helps having, you know, Doug, Joe, and Seth and Dean really kind of be like, dude, let's try that. You know what I mean? Oh, that was kill. Can we, can we, can we hark You know, can we do a harmony on top of that? All right, let's do another one. And can we, uh, you know, can we do a one below that? Like, you know, I would send Dean songs and be like, dude, I love, you know, I love the production on this. I love the vocal melodies. You know what I mean? So him knowing that is just be like, all right, Gaff, let's try this. You know what I mean? And, and, and Doug is, you know, a plethora of that stuff, too. He'd be like, dude, what if we do this? Like, you know, think so-and-so. So it, it just, again, you know, everyone was was really kind of pushing each other, like, to do, you know, to to do more than we've ever done. You know what I mean? And it, it was done in a way where everyone felt good about it. It wasn't like, oh, that was fucking terrible. You know, you just forget it. It was like, dude, oh, man, do you think you could do that again? And then, okay, so let's do that three times. Let's do the above register three. You know what I mean? So it's just like, and then, okay, let's hit it with a lower one. And especially, you know, a, a lot of the, um, even like the oohs and ahs or things like that are very different on this album than, than the stuff we've done. Those are all really pretty heavy soul influenced stuff, you know, that that we cried. Even like, bah, 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 bah. you know, even stuff like that. We're like, let's do it. You know what I mean? So yeah, we, we really kind of wanted to make this like the heaviest album, but also, the most melodic album, you know, that we've ever done. Another thing I want to talk about,
0: you know, you and I had spoken a long time ago. You took a lesson with, I think, Chris Broderick,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, Chris Broderick. Yeah, a couple, yeah.
0: And that kind of, like, opened a lot of doors for you musically. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So, you know, it, it kind of um, changed the way I thought about playing. Just the way to think about, you know, especially, you know, with with, with your fingers and such, you know, and, and in this album, it's all tuned to B, you know what I mean? So it's the first album we, you know, did, did, you know, in B. I think Chris kind of opened up like something in me to just, to really kind of explore the guitar, you know what I mean? To try different things, to try, you know, uh different spots on the guitar, you know what I mean? Play higher up on the neck, things like that. It also changed, you know, some of the way that, you know, Some of the choruses and some of the riffs that I wrote, it definitely, you know, um, it helped with that because I was trying different things. But, but, you know what I mean? So, you know, I I think that, uh, you know, it it was the perfect time for me to do it. You know what I mean? We did a lesson. He was like, hey, can we do another? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. So, you know, it it, it just, it really, I mean, that guy's probably one of the the most amazing (laughs) guitar players, you know, And, and I obviously don't play like that or anything. But just how endearing he was and um, how kind of uh, he was also like, okay, man, let's try this. You know, let's do this. And, you know, just I I think the fact that he was excited, uh, you know, be like, okay, so you have no idea what you're doing. (laughs) I was like, no, he's like, all right, cool, let's do another one. So I think, you know, just picking up a few things from him knowing like different things that helped a ton. And, And it made me want to try to do different things when I wrote. So, you know, that was that was pretty key. And that's all from uh you know steph cabral his you know his girlfriend so you know she was really the catalyst of that I and mean, she made it all happen so you know i have to thank her but...
0: no i mean it's really it's so cool when you can have these moments where you're just like oh there was a before and after for me specifically revolving around this particular thing
1: yeah most no, stuff yeah yeah totally yeah i think it was one of those things you know you, you could just sit on the couch or or, or you can you know, try to better, you know, yourself and better what you do. And especially, you know, playing guitar, I just kind of woodshed it. And like, I just really kind of was like, all right, if I had this time, i like, I would work out and I'd play guitar. Like, that was, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, and yeah, it definitely helped, uh, you know. And so, yeah, I'm thankful, you know, that, again, like, people being like, oh, yeah, man, let's do this. So I'm pretty lucky in that aspect.
0: Absolutely. Because – your relationship with doug goes back oh
1: god oh
0: years at this point
1: oh gosh 25 wow <laughs> 25 years yeah holy shit. yeah yeah 25 years we're both in our 50s now it's insane
0: that's wild he's so older
1: he's, older, yeah. he's yeah. older there you go yeah, he's so
0: older. it's got to be you know to have that with him still has to be pretty special like that's a that's a yeah. great
1: creative partnership You know what I mean? Like, that's something you don't get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, we're very kind of brotherly. Like, we could definitely yell at at each other, you know what I mean? And and, and, uh, be like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Or um, he and I can kind of say different things, you know what I mean, to kind of get each other going. But, yeah, it's just one of those things, you know, we write really, really well together, you know what I mean? He kind of gets what I do. I totally get what he does. Um, you know, and, and we're both very different, like his guitar playing and my mind could not be any different, but together it works perfectly, you know what I mean? He's an amazing player, amazing soloist, you know what I mean? And I push him to be like, fuck, like, all right, man, let's do this, man. you know what I mean? So in that aspect, you know, I can really push him and he'll be like, all right, dude, let's try this vocally and thanks. So there's definitely that, you know, it's a lot of give and take, which is great. It's a comfort level,
0: yeah, because he's more of like a theory guy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That reminds me, I think, I think it's Lamb of God, where I think Mark is a theory guy and Willie is not. I might have that background. but it's but they also have that interplay where it's like, oh, one of them like knows stuff, and the other is just like totally. And I think that's an interesting dynamic to have with two guitarists.
1: It's huge, yeah, it's definitely needed, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where you know his sound is way different than mine, and when they're together, that they work, you know, obviously, really well. Um, you know, when he's soloing and things like that, I love playing rhythm guitar. I love doing those riffs underneath it. Like, I've never been a guy who wants to solo or things like that. I love playing rhythm guitar. I absolutely, I love it. I love the sound of it. I love the way it, it feels. So in that aspect, it's great because I, I can, you know, do things, playing rhythm and different shit, you know, that I could try and he's doing his thing. You know what I mean? And then Joe locks in so, oh, so amazingly. So, you know, it's... Uh, Yeah, and I really found you know playing when when your drummer is is, has a groove you know like that that's so infectious. It's really easy to play and sing over, because everything's on the one. You know what I mean? So you know, so so there's that consistency when you oh I'm going to hit it here. You know what I mean? I'm going to hit it here. So in that aspect, you know what I mean? It's just it's definitely four guys just really really like working together. You know, it's almost like you turn on the motor and here you go, you know what I mean? So, uh, so, yeah, it is. But, yeah, Doug and I have, uh, it's one of those things, yeah, when, when we write, we definitely are thinking about each other's strengths, you know what I mean? And, like, you know, the tunes I write, I want to, you know, I'll be like, dude, hit this solo, you know, do this, do this. And then same thing, you know, when he'll be like, okay, can you do this over this riff? Like, yeah, sure. So, you know, it, it, it's something where, you um, we're not afraid to ask each other, you know. Even it would be like, ah, fuck, what did you do? Like, oh, ah, yeah, I'm just trying something, you know what I mean? So, uh, it's it, it's definitely there's a comfort, you know, there's a comfort level that's I think pretty pretty evident. That's really really cool.
0: As we wrap up, so then I guess the next thing is you're coming up on a tour.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the album officially drops on the 19th, which you know I, I, I I'm really excited for it. And then so our first show is is at St Vitus. Our last show is June 10th with Yob and Caden, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> you know, Caden are kings here.
0: I p- I pushed hard to help that come together.
1: Oh, right on. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No. And, and but, obviously you, I'm a huge Yob fan as you know. Yeah. So I mean, I I think Mike is absolutely brilliant, you know. What I mean, he's definitely one of those guys, you know, guitar playing and stuff like that is, is is very like influential for me, you know,
0: what I
1: mean 100%. He's such a fascinating person and musician. Yeah, he's just, he's, he's he's an incredibly nice guy. He's one of those guys, like, you definitely root for, you know what I mean? Uh, there's no, I mean, you know, that band is amazing. And he's one of the most down-to-earth, you know. Like, I'll ask him, like, questions, like, hey, man, what did you use on that? I'll be like, oh, hey, Gap. Like, I use his pickups in, in this, you know, I mean? and it's amazing. You know, where other guys would, they wouldn't give you the time of day, you know what I mean? It, it makes you love that band even more, <laughs> you know? So, and we've, you know, done festivals and such with them. But this will be great, you know. Yeah, the opening for them in Caven will be amazing. And Caven will, man. I mean, them in Boston is is a pretty huge thing, you know. So that place will be bonkers. Right, I think there was only like twenty tickets even left. I mean, it'll probably be sold out by tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it goes into an
0: even bigger room.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's just you know, it's one of those things where it's 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 kind of a privilege to play with those bands, you know.
0: How would you end up with Ancient Days opening?
1: So that was all through Aaron. Uh, our booking agent. Aaron's amazing. Um, he's he, one of those he really guys. is. You know what I mean? yeah. he, he, he's, a, he's another guy that is super, super nice, but really on top of his game. Um, and he just wants, you know, the people that he works with to do incredibly well. Um, and, he, you know, he thought it, it would be good for those guys, you know, to do shows with us. Um, and and they were definitely down. So, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's nice to have some young guys on the road with you. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited for those shows. It, it'll be nice, too, to, you know, to, to you know to really to play the new stuff you know we we did in europe but now you know it's so embedded into us yeah and people will know it yeah you know what i mean so so i yeah i'm, I'm really excited and you know we'll, we'll pull out old stuff too um so we'll definitely play stuff off you know off five albums this time so yeah there's 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 stuff from old you know middle and new so if if you've seen the band a bunch we'll play stuff yeah off every album on this tour which I'm excited to do.
0: Is there anything I should be asking before I wrap this up? Any questions you feel like I missed?
1: No, uh, no, you, you hit it as usual, young man. Yeah, no, great job.
0: Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Yeah, of course, man. All
0: right, so that was awesome. Thank you everyone out there for listening to Delirious Nomads sponsored by Blacklight Media. We will be coming back at you next week with another awesome guest.
1: Be sure to follow Blacklight Media on socials for new music and more. And above all, keep it heavy.